Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 68. John and Wendy talk to Brandon Laws. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How's it going tonight, John? Uh, this is exciting because it's a crossover episode. Yeah. Uh, we're going to introduce our guest in a minute or two. Yeah. I believe our episode with him of his show has been out by now. So if you're a new listener, welcome and yep. glad you came to check out our side of the story. Wendy, I had something I wanted to talk about real briefly before we made the introduction, if I please may. share. Yes, please share. Several, ooh, a week or so ago, I was contacted by the folks at the Dave Thomas Foundation. And for those of you who aren't familiar, Dave Thomas, who was the founder of Wendy's, has a nonprofit charity that operates out of Columbus, Ohio, in, in his memory that is focused on num- the number of adoptions coming from foster care. And you know, Dave Thomas was an adopted child. And so they have a, a survey that they are doing for best adoption-friendly workplaces. And it's open through August 12th. You know, I feel like we talk so much about making our workplaces better. We hear so much about great places to work and what have you. This is a really unique survey and an observation that they're doing. And so I, I wanted to share that with the audience. We'll have a, a link in the show notes to the survey. But again, it's for the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. I have friends that have adopted. I have friends that were adopted as children. So it's it's really, I think, a, a great opportunity to engage and have a conversation about the workplace in a, from a different perspective when it comes to benefits and what, what we're doing as providers. I love it. I think it's a great, great charity for us to uh, help promote. This is a crossover. I'm yes. so excited. We have not done a crossover since Hostile Work Environment, Rest in Peace. Yeah. Miss that show. Miss hearing those guys every week. Yeah. But Wendy, enough of that. Let, yep. let you make the introduction and we will get started. Yes, exactly. So excited to welcome Brandon Laws to the show. He is the director of marketing at Zenium HR. He is the host of podcasts, Transform Your Workplace and Talk and Entertainment from Rip City. Go check those out. Brandon, welcome to the show. And uh, what's in your glass tonight? Thank you so much. It's so great to be here. Okay, so I'm in Portland, Oregon, and we've got lots of great beers around here. So I <laughs> I needed to prove that I'm a beer snob. I got the I've got the the Crux Gimme Mo IPA. It's from Bend, Oregon. Nice. It's delicious. Nice, nice. Gimme Mo. Gimme Gimme Mo. I love it. I like IPA. I like IPAs. So uh, there's a lot to choose from around here. I'm sure. That is that is not uncommon in any area i think anymore i swear i think every <laughs> every brewery that i see puts out at least one if not 10 but yeah and they all they all taste pretty similar <laughs> too that's the funny part <laughs> brandon you know again we we've we've been talking for a little bit on, on your show and, and again so appreciative of you taking time to be with us and you know as i said there and i'm going to say it again here when i started trying to piece together a podcast your show was one that I listened to and I was listening to every week and I, and I liked what you're doing. Wanted to give you props there and, and let you know that, you, you know, you're, you're one of the shows that I look to, to, as I, as we started to build this thing. But having said that, first of all, how did you get started in a, in a marketing role with Zinium and what's it like to work in marketing for an HR consultancy? Yeah, I, it was so unique. So I started with Zenium in 2008, as you know, times were pretty rough. I was coming out of college though, so I really didn't know any different about what was happening. I saw, you know, people struggling with work and, you know, business would go down and whatnot. But Zenium was like, we were 20, 25 employees, something like that. And for people who aren't familiar with Zenium, we're in the Portland, Oregon area. We're pretty regional. 
uh, from an HR consultant standpoint, but we also do payroll processing and, mm-hmm. and benefits and things like that. It was a, it's a very complicated business where what's called the PEO. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but we basically do benefits administration and group health benefits and things of that nature. And it's like, it's a really hard value proposition to get across to an employer. There was no marketing at the time. I started an operations role and I grew through the company as we got bigger and I became the marketing leader. And I've been in this marketing director role for probably four years by now. We're 90 employees now. So we've over tripled in size in terms of employee headcount and revenue. And it's it's been fascinating. I mean, I feel like I'm on the front lines of a lot of these these issues because we're having I'm for for one, I'm a marketing person, but I really feel like half of my learning is all HR, people, leadership, those sort of issues and then also how to be a good marketer. So I think that's, you know, with starting the podcast, I I feel like you through that medium and through all the books that I read, I really feel like I'm kind of a quasi HR professional in some ways. And vice versa. I think I think our roles yeah. know, within recruiting in particular have become so much more marketing focused. And you know, we we partner with marketing and in, in organizations and we just we were at a conference where we listen I listened to somebody talk about how to think like a marketer. So it's I can totally see and especially, you know, ten years with someone doing that, I I, I can't see how we didn't rub off to some right. extent. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Brandon, what do you see the biggest HR issues Zenium customers are dealing with currently? And have those issues changed during your time with the company or are you seeing some consistent issues? I, I think that the details of the issues are, are changing slightly, but I think holistically, uh, you know, the, the clients of ours, they're typically business owners or CFOs or presidents. And a lot of the issues always stem from we're trying to grow our business and stay alive and attract talent and and do the thing that we're trying to do. And we don't want to deal with those other stuff. So they're trying to find an HR person either internally who can do everything, which is like virtually impossible nowadays, or, you know, have an HR consulting company like Zenium help with that. And I think um, what the challenges are now is there's on one side compliance where it's getting harder to stay on top of it. And so you could literally have, depending on the size of your organization, you have one person dedicated to the entire thing, figuring out laws and wh- how it applies to your business. And then there's also the the strategy side. What kind of talent are we going to bring into our organization? How do we develop our leaders and things like that? So I think on one side, there's compliance. And the other side is just you know the regular people issues that we always have. And of course, there's always technological advancement we're, we were talking on our my podcast a little bit ago about like artificial intelligence. And I think that because there's so much noise around that, employers are thinking like, how can I automate some of these like really mundane people tasks, whether it's paper pushing and whatnot, to, to make it efficient and a good experience. I, so I think and that was a lot, but that was sort of that's sort of what I'm hearing right now. Yeah, it sounds about what we're hearing as well. You know, and I think it's, you know, when we talked about AI a little bit, I think it's that balance between helping people see, you know, yeah, we're going to get rid of, we want to automate some of this, but helping people see how that improves their, what they do day to day and, and why the why behind it. And it's not just automation to automate things. Yeah. I think like with, with the automation, it's always interesting because I always think of like highest and best use when you took 
think of like economic development. So when you bring in technology, you, you think like, okay, well, if somebody's doing something that like a machine can do better, and it's in, you can then free up that person's time to focus on really strategic things, then absolutely do it. But if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, that doesn't make sense to me. So I think anytime you implement like an AI or technology, you, you really need to be thoughtful about it. Brandon, we said this was a crossover show, so let's talk podcasting for a little bit. You, know, you, you launched what was originally HR for Small Business back in, in June of 2012, which, man, that's old school in this in this business anymore. But, you know, what led you to start the show? And then in April, so just a few weeks or a month or so ago, you rebranded and you're now Transform Your Workplace. I guess talk a little bit about the reasoning or the thought behind making that change. Yeah, John, I've actually, I feel like I've told this to several people recently in the last couple of days, but the HR for Small Business podcast, I started it because I knew that podcasting was going to be a medium that was going to be on the upward trend. I mean, it was obvious, like there's smartphones, everybody has them in their pocket. It's so mobile. You can listen to a podcast when you're walking your dog, working out, driving, commuting on a train, whatever it may be. And I knew I wanted to start it and I felt like, as a marketer, it was tough because I'm not an HR person by trade. I don't have my certifications. I didn't go to school for HR. And so I was, I was contemplating, do I host the show? And how do, how do I host it? Or do I have one of our HR people do it? Because we have you know, 20 plus HR consultants here. And I came to the conclusion that I needed a regular cadence. Somebody needed to own it. And somebody needed to be always on the lookout for topics. And I felt like me doing it made the most sense... And uh, just because this is my job, I was I was wanting to build this thing. So I went ahead and did that. And I called it the HR Small Business Podcast because SEO purposes. <laughs> I thought it made the most sense because I, I wanted an HR podcast to be high ranking in the iTunes and Google. And I think that's really how we organically grew. But as time went on, it wasn't about not always just HR and it wasn't for small businesses either. And I had a variety of guests and and topics that stem from just your regular people stuff to to leadership and how to develop as a as a business and things like that. So I, I felt like it's more holistically about transforming the workplace to make it a great place to work. And that's really what Zenium's seeking to do is make workplaces better. And I felt like it was long overdue. It was just for a rebrand is just tough to do. So I decided to to do it recently. <laughs> you know, it's interesting not working in what I think most people could consider a small business. I've always listened because I've found the content and the, the people you have talking about things from such a larger perspective. But I get the rebranding piece. You know, we've talked about the fact this show has its name because that was the one good hashtag that was on Twitter when we started. <laughs> and we have kicked around other titles, but we sure wouldn't do it now. Brandon, since we're talking about podcasting, what was your most memorable podcast moment? Good or not so good? And why? There's been a lot because I've produced 185 of them. And if you're talking about like good or not so good, like that's, let's say on the, the, the bad side, I remember this is early on. And I don't know if you guys ever went this route, but I was using Skype early on. Oh, yeah. Yep. And yeah, and so I moved to Ringer, which you guys use now too. But Skype, there's there's no native recording software. So you either had to record locally on both sides, which then puts a lot of pressure on the guest to record, or you use like third-party plugins for Skype. And I had one break like 
uh, during the episode. Uh, and so I literally recorded the entire episode only to find out that the recording was completely botched. And I honestly, this person doesn't know this to this day. I never, never published that episode. Uh, <laughs> Huh. She's she was on before, and it was just like I record a lot of stuff, and so sometimes it makes it on, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah. in this particular case, it wasn't just a choice; it was like I just literally screwed up the, the episode. So that was one of the bad ones. I'd say one of the good ones was, and there's a couple that stick out in my mind. Topics wise, there's one I had recently, which I thought was a pretty decent podcast. Somebody talk about not giving feedback is better than giving feedback just because we're all giving feedback from our lens. I thought that was interesting. I like topics that really push me to think differently. Whether or not I agree with it, I think it just opens up my mind a little bit more as a host because I go in with preconceived notions and like, oh, it's fun when when somebody can like sort of change your mind. And just because you as a host, you have to listen and you have to ask good follow-up questions. And it was fun. It was an opening moment for me just to say, I don't agree, but this is... We're just having a discussion. It's fun. I think, yeah, th- those are probably the ones that stick out in my mind. <laughs> That's interesting. I, yeah, it's like it's nice when they challenge you a little bit. If we're doing yeah. podcast confessionals, Wendy, should I tell the big one here? Yes, you should. <laughs> Do it. Okay. Yes, you should. I'm not going to name the episode, the person. However, we had a recording. We had two, and one everybody knows that's listened to the show. John Cates, one of my dear, very dear friends here in Richmond. The first time we recorded with him, we didn't record. It was back when we were using Skype yeah. and we had a third party tool and I didn't know how to update it. And my 18 year old walked down and said, gee, dad, you clicked the button and I didn't. We just didn't get that show at all. But he was kind enough yeah. to come back. Mm. The other one, though, and I'm not going to name the show because no one knew other than me. And then I told Wendy I had an issue with what we were using at the time. I went back and dubbed my part in. <laughs> Wendy, really? Wendy and the and the other person, their track was fine. Mine got lost. I went and listened to it and I dropped myself into the show listening mm. and recording. And no one, I guarantee you, anybody listening, email, tweet us. If you know which episode it is, I'll give you yeah. a hug the next time I see you or buy you a drink. I guarantee you won't know which one it is because nobody knows other than me and Wendy Mm-mm. and my son. Jeez, John, so. you, you probably spent so much time editing that thing. <laughs> uh, I, believe it or not, I, I listened to it twice. I took notes as to where I wanted to drop myself in, and then okay. I had I had the feed in one ear, and I recorded and literally dropped myself into the show. And I think Wendy would even tell you if I hadn't told her it happened, she wouldn't know either. No, I wouldn't have. That's I insane. I love <laughs> it. He, he did. I'll a tell good you offline, Brandon, so you can hear it. He, you'll hear it. Yeah. And you'll go. How'd you do that? Yeah. He he did a great <laughs> That's my job. Podcast he did a great job. I did laugh though when he told me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Brandon, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half-hour question connection. And so we ask these same questions to all of our guests. Who was your first professional mentor, and what was the most important or impactful thing you learned from them? Can I pick two? If you're going <laughs> to break the rules so I, already. Come on, can sure. I break the rules? Okay, I'm gonna, I got to break the rules. So I had kind of two mentors simultaneously. I guess one did happen first. But when I was like really out of, I was out of college, and I had a short stint doing insurance sales, which was a really interesting experience. But that was just before I came to Zenium. I met somebody who was a little bit older than I was, but he really pushed me to start reading books. And I think one of the first books he gave me was How to Win Friends and Influence People. 
And then he gave me Think and Grow Rich. Is a lot of these self-help things. I never was a reader in college or even younger. Like I just I was so burned out from some studying and stuff. But once you get done with school and you're like, oh, the learning stops. Like I, I couldn't do that. So he his name is Doug. He taught me some of the best self-help books. And I got so motivated from reading those books, I just wanted to absorb more. So you fast forward to today, I credit him for pushing me into books because I, now I read 50 books a year, nonfiction business books. And I, I really feel like my development is sort of because of him. And then the other one that I wanted to mention was his name's Robert. He was one of the first mentors I had at Zenium. And this is before I really got in marketing career, but he pushed me to learn things for myself. He pushed me into learning about SEO and to how to build a website. And he, all he really did was just nudge me. He didn't know how to do it himself, but he was just like, Hey, go figure this out. And he gave me the time to do it. I'll never forget those two for, for what they did. They were very different things, but it helped me in my career for sure. Brandon, who's one person that you've gained in your network in the last year that more people should know? You know, it's funny because you guys host a podcast and then you have a Twitter chat. So there's so many people that either interview or you run across in a conference or having a live chat. And you're like, God, there's so many people. And for me, there's not one person that I... I know this is a cop out, but like, there's not one person that sticks out to me because everybody that I've connected with, either on a podcast... Uh, or digitally, kind of like you guys have, it, they all are so important to me in a lot of different ways. If I had to pick one, there was a, a person named Lee Carher I've had on the podcast a couple times, and she she runs a, a, a communications organization, but she focuses so much on her culture, and she obviously cares about her people. And I'm like, if I wanted to run a business, I would want to run it like her. Like if I ever owned a business. I would I would go about her way. She's very smart. She's wrote a couple books, great speaker, but really genuinely cares about the well-being of her people. And I think that's just I think people need to follow her cuz she's she's an amazing person. Brandon, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you would give yourself based on what you know now? I'm one of those people that I don't really regret anything and I don't know if changing the future would be beneficial. So I don't know if I'd go back to my earlier self and give myself any advice because I feel like I'm here because of everything that did happen. And if I changed anything, then I wouldn't be where I'm at. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I, I I love the way my life is. I love the way my profession is going and I'm not done. That's I think that's the beautiful thing about my work is I'm I'm really passionate about it. I'm around a lot of people that are amazing. And if I changed anything, I'd be worried that I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Sure. Is that? Do you do you agree with that? You were the first person that said that, and I think that's a great point. Yeah. I've it's a really great perspective. But you're well, but first. some people in our tough spot, like it depends on where you're catching people. Like sure. if they're in a really negative, dark place in their life, then yeah, they're like, oh, I shouldn't have married so and so, or I shouldn't have picked that job. Like maybe they would give you that answer. But for me, I, I really I love my situation right now. That's awesome. How do you enjoy giving back to the community, Brandon? I've got two young kids, uh, ages seven and five. I've, I always try to do stuff with kids. Years ago, I did... I don't know if it's a regional thing. So forgive me, I could be butchering this. But uh, we have a program called Big Brothers, Big Sisters in the area. And I feel like it's a regional thing, but there is 
chapters all over the the nation, but it's where you like really connect with these elementary school kids and and you hang out with them because some of them are at risk of families that are broken. They're, there's, there's stuff going on in their lives and they just need a friend. So I, I've participated in that community and it's, it's beautiful. I mean, you get to literally go have lunch with an elementary school kid and listen to them. Sometimes you just hang out and it's silent, but just being there for them and giving them somebody where maybe they don't have friends and, and maybe they have issues at home. It's just, it's just nice to be able to do that. So it's not giving money. It's for me, it's, it's time. I think time is, is valuable. What's your favorite movie? I'm going to show my age here. So my favorite movie, I'm going to pick two. I'm going to cheat again. They're very different. Eight Mile, because uh, I'm a huge Eminem fan. Okay. And then The Departed, the Departed, which has a, an all-star cast of Jack Nicholson and Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon, Alec Baldwin. Like that's a, It's a Martin Scorsese movie, and it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I would check those out. They're, they're both kind of around the same year. I think they were released, but... I'll never forget those ones. Those are my favorite. You might have given part of your answer already. What about your favorite musician or band? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to be Eminem. And what I what I love about him is, you know, regardless if you hate him or love him, because he's very vulgar and he's had a lot of controversy in his life. He's very talented. His first album came out when I was, I think, in junior high. So I'm, I'm about 33 years old. Yeah, he, he came out in junior high and he's still going. He's like 40 three or something like that now. So he's still pumping out pretty good music. I think it's, it's, it's changed over the years, but he's, he's talented. I, I admire the work ethic that he has. How about a favorite TV show? <laughs> I binge watch a lot of stuff. And so currently I'm just going on uh, recency bias here. The OA on Netflix is really good. Otherwise, only TV I really watch that's sort of live is I am a huge NBA fan. So the Portland Trailblazers are local and I, I will watch every single second of those games. Brandon, as I look for connection, I was teaching when Eminem's first album came <laughs> out. So yeah, I wasn't going to comment I, 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 on I, I, age, a little, but a little different. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I remember remember that all too well and my wife's watching yeah his his old his older stuff it's really crude yeah (laughs) and uh it's really harsh and i think a lot of people have that negativity towards him but like a lot of his he he's got kids and he's a parent so i think he's toned down a lot and he's more about just his talent now so anyways I'll leave that alone. <laughs> don't, ju- don't judge don't judge me don't judge me <laughs> hey no that's that's the that's the beauty of this we yeah. always get i've we've never had anybody say eight mile in the departed so that's you know we always like getting Good. new ideas and, and my wife's watching the oa right now she's she's told me a little bit about it so i, I it's know great about that too yeah check it out but also you know like i like game of thrones and all those other shows that are i just wanted to give a unique sure. answer so I'd, I'd, say you I'd say you did it on all accounts yeah. there now having Good. said that it, watching those films listen to eminem watching uh watching the nba or the oa what else do you like to do outside of work okay so i'm really boring i work a lot i love working uh, i do freelance contract marketing work on the side i will be doing that a lot of times i listen to a ton of podcasts i read a lot I play golf. I live on a golf course, so I'll play every once in a while. But mostly, I mean, I'm spending time with my kids. They're so young and, and needy <laughs> because of their ages that uh, the, honestly, that's that's what I do. I, I enjoy being with them and being there for my family. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I do. 
fantasy football. But no, honestly, it's reading books and and working and being with my family. That's about it. Finally, Brandon, if you weren't in marketing for you know an HR firm like you are, what do you think you'd be doing professionally? Couple things. Uh, well, for one, I wanted to be a professional baseball player, yeah. so that's. But I didn't. Wow. I didn't keep growing. I didn't keep growing, so that was my problem. I don't think anybody wants a five ten pitcher who throws eighty five miles an hour. <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to work. Uh, so that that died early on. Um, but if there's two things that I'd be doing on the opposite ends of the spectrum, one, I love tech, and I love technology. So I could be working at Best Buy yeah. and just like telling people how cool like certain technology is. And on the other end of the spectrum, I'm really good at processes and numbers and things like that. I could see myself being like a a COO at some point or in another life. If I didn't go the marketing route, I would have been something like that, like where you're just operating officer of some sort. Brandon, I'm glad you're loved. I can't picture the 510 playing baseball Uh, (laughs) pitching anyway. Glad that you're doing what you're doing. Again, I really appreciate the fact that you have been podcasting in our world for as long as you have because again I, I i looked at it and you know when we i know when we first connected uh, and we've been talking about doing this crossover for a long time i'm so glad we finally did it we, we certainly want to do it down the road because it's been absolute fun and i know we, we may have listeners that aren't familiar with you or the show this is your chance to to let them know how to find you out there yeah so the the podcast is transform your workplace uh, you could just go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now. Um, you could also go to Google, type that in. You'll find it. Definitely give us a try. Uh, and even if you want to start with the episode that we did as a crossover, that's a perfect place to start. It's funny. We're both in the same industry as far as HR and podcasts, but we're, we couldn't be any more different as far as podcasts go. So I would say to listeners who who want to give us a try, that subscribe to both of us. Check them both out. You're going to learn different things. We don't really talk about the same subjects, but yeah, check us out there. And then if you want to learn more about me, you could go to my personal website, brandonlaws.com. Follow me on Twitter at uh, brandonlaws. Instagram is open to lawsbrandon and then zeniumhr.com as well. We will have all that in the show notes. So, Wendy, how about you? If the listeners want to get in touch, what's the best way to do it? Sure. Best way to reach me is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the fourth Sunday of each month, 7 p.m. Eastern time, you will find me on Twitter for the HR Social Hour Twitter chat. How about you, John? Easiest way to find me, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. You're on the left-hand side of the screen at the top, three little lines. Click there. It'll drop down. It'll show all the links to my social accounts. And as always, uh, when there's a show that maybe you haven't heard or you want to listen again, you can always download directly. We All we ask is rate, review, share. Please listen to Transform Your Workplace if you've not. Yep. Give it a shot. Give it more than one shot. It's a great show. And for those of you that were listening to, the, to, to hear Brandon here, I hope you'll check us out again and give us a shot. Because again, we, we, we're doing our thing. Brandon is doing his, his thing masterfully out there. And again, just a lot of fun. And we got to do more crossovers, Wendy. That's all I've yeah, decided. Yeah, just, you know, we do. We, we, we like it and it's great. So Brandon, again, really appreciate you being with us tonight. Yep. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 